Hello, we've arrived, and my name is Georgia Baker. I'm Bianca Brown. And this is So, How's Married Life? We started this podcast because we needed an outlet to talk about marriage, um, both of us being fairly young in our marriage. I've been married for going on six years. And, and I've been married a year and a half. Okay. Very new. <laughs> very um, new. Yes, very new. And um, something about getting married, you know, um, you need a, some type of support group. And yes. it seems like when you become married, especially as a woman, at least for myself, it seems like um, all my friends have just kind of... Yeah, it's, it's a, almost like marriage abandonment. Like, you get married yes. and all your friends are like, well, you're marriage married now, so bye. We're going to add that to the yeah. Soul House Married Life Vocabulary Dictionary. I like that. Marriage, marriage what? Abandonment. Abandonment. It is. Okay. You get married and everybody disappears. And I'm just like, yo, my phone don't ring. And nobody called to check on me. You know what it was? When, when I first got married, people um, used to say, uh, oh, I'm, I would tell someone, I'm getting married. They'd be like, oh, congratulations. They're so excited for you. They're it's, like, so they're so excited. It's such BS because I wish they would tell the truth Thank about, or, or at least be like, okay, girl, we'll get ready. Um, but all that a warning, ex- that excitement is mm-hmm. false advertisement. It is. Now, don't get me wrong. Marriage is beautiful. It's amazing. And, and I love my marriage. Marriage is hard work. But the, all the excitement just kind of puts a little bit of too much razzle dazzle. I think when you're like getting ready to get married, it's all about the love. And one thing that I like realize is love is not enough. It is work. Like love is the foundation for sure, but you have to work at it. Mm. So people don't come at you like, oh, congratulate. They're coming coming to you in like all this love and happiness and joyfulness. You know what? And not in the fact that you're you about to have to do some work. Like if you're not ready to put on these construction boots and this hat, <laughs> after you huh. say I do. I just it's thought about it. it. I just thought about it. The excitement comes from other women towards the wedding. Yes. Because they know they have some place to dress up. Yes. They about to eat. Yep. They about to look cute. Mm-hmm. And they about to take some cute pictures. Absolutely. That's where the excitement comes it's from. The, it's the party. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants, and that's like people say, you know, people are excited about the wedding, but mm-hmm. nobody really wants to be married. Mm-hmm. People uh, are excited about the so, wedding. That's 100%. so true. Because it seems like everybody's all team bride before the wedding, but after the wedding, the phone stops. It's like a funeral. It is. You know, when somebody passes away, everybody sends their condolences and their greeting card and their sympathy cards. I shouldn't compare this to a funeral. <laughs> but but they send their greeting cards. And then after the funeral, you know, all the calls start to die down. Yeah. And this and that. No and one's so. really checking on you as much. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the first few days, I mean, you, we get the question. So, how's Mary life? life? Right? You get the questions like 20 minutes after you're married and a day after you're married and then a week and then a month. <laughs> And then six months, and, and then, then nothing, year. right? And like, then, and it right. just disappears, and people are like, you're married, figure it out. Like, it is, it almost feels very, and not, you know, again, not to compare it to a funeral, but it's sad because it's like all this support you had before, mm-hmm. all this support that was pouring out uh-huh. when you got engaged, just disappears. It just disappears. And so that's why we're here starting this podcast today for young women older women, any woman that's newly married and looking for some type of way to vent or just to relate to some of the issues that, you know, newly married women experience. And just know that you're not alone and that this is a safe place to um, share your concerns. We will 
provide an email address towards the end of the episode. So if you want to reach out, send questions or send your situation and get our advice on it, maybe um, um, take that with a grain of salt. We're not professionals. <laughs> we are not professionals. <laughs> I said we're newly married, so we know a little something. <laughs> Um, but that's what we hope to do with this podcast is just to um, provide a safe space for women to come and vent, relate, and grow together um, to be just the best wives, mothers, and women in general. So with that being said, we're going to get into this first episode. Yes. And I don't know what the title of this first episode is yet. I did have this written down, but it's like marriage, the fairy tale marriage versus reality and how all of that comes together because it's very different it is very it's very different georgia tell me about how you and al got -hmm. together like what was that like and leading up to the engagement like tell us about that oh girl so we met online okay i was perusing those oh god don't judge me y'all i was perusing those plenty of fish seas okay (laughs) It was really plenty of guppies. Many of them got thrown back. Many mm-hmm. of them, I just looked at them as the line was coming towards the water, and I was like, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> and um, so we met online, and um, we met up, and uh, we went bowling, and he was late. He mm. was late. And I think back to that time now, I'm like, why did I wait? I didn't have nothing else to do. Praise the Lord. And I've told him this. But um, we went bowling, and we just talked all night after that. Wow. And after that... Um, we started dating pretty seriously, and um, one story that I do tell, and I can tell this now because we've I've shared it with him, is you know how when you have pictures online and you see the prospective guy and you're like, okay, these pictures look good. Something's a little shadowy. Right. So my husband has a lazy eye, right? Okay. And when I met him, um, we were talking, and I remember I'm like, I don't know which eye to look at. Okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know which I to look at. It's honesty. I like the honesty. It's, it's, it's the, the truth. Honest. And I was like, I don't want to be rude and ask him because you know I don't know how he feels about it, but it's making me uncomfortable because I don't know which way to look. You know, it's swimming. So <laughs> not swimming. <laughs> I love my husband, and you know we we laugh about this now. But anyway, so I went home because I was coming out of my shallowness, and I googled lazy eye etiquette. Okay. And it said that you're supposed to look at them at the crown of their nose in between their eyes. And, you know, it was just like you're looking into both eyes. So I did that. And I was proud of myself because if I didn't, I probably would not have married the love of my life. But, um, yeah, that was that was the one funny story. The emergence from the the shallowness. I appreciate that. Because I could have really been shallow and been like, "Mm, I don't want to study this too much. So Mm -hmm. but we went we got through that and um, we dated for about two two years okay and then he went and sat with my parents for about two hours because he can talk Ooh. and he asked them for my hand in marriage oh old that, school i like was, it it was old school I like and then it. um i went my whole engagement without a ring um hey you know sometimes if you like it you're supposed to put a ring on it like wait a look, minute look that's another episode but i did go a whole <laughs> engagement without a ring okay and i mean in hindsight, it was there was lessons to be learned in that. Okay, but um, I did eventually get my ring, and that's a whole other story. But uh, we'll add it to another episode. Yes. Okay. And um, I have I, we've been married now for going into six years in September. That's amazing. And so um, yeah, that's 
Yeah. And when people would ask me how's married life, you Six know what I would years. tell them? I'd be like, it's interesting. It is interesting. That's a good answer. It, I, I do like that, actually. That's It's interesting. You know why? Because pe- it, people are in, are naturally nosy. Yes. And they're happy for you, but they also want to... I think the question is so kind of catches you off guard that they're, they're looking for your initial reaction. Mm-hmm. So I just got good at saying, it's interesting. Yes. Because that tells you it might be good, it might be bad, but you'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> because I think sometimes as newly married people, I and I'll, I'll speak for myself, I don't know if anybody out there can relate, I overshare. It's something that me okay. and my husband are working on because I overshare in a lot of aspects of my mm. life. And then I turn around and get my feelings hurt Oh no, because I'm oversharing. And I'm like, didn't nobody ask you all that? So why did you tell somebody all this information mm-hmm. and now you butthurt that they didn't give you some advice that you <laughs> didn't want in the first place like mm. what's happening so how so did I like you that. how did you and leon meet? so leon and i met also in the plenty of fish seas oh praise the lord yes. i'm not alone huh <laughs> so for me my background is i've been married i got married at 26 mm-hmm. don't recommend it okay my ex is an amazing person he truly is we were just not meant to be together mm-hmm. we were young we were dumb and we were in love Aww. and we thought love could carry us through life it can't. You can't pay the rent on love. You can't pay the bills on love. You can't eat love. There are so many things that I think love is important, but you have to have some foundation. You have to have these other aspects in chemistry and you have to be willing to change and grow together. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I was not willing to change and grow. I wasn't. Mm. I wasn't. And I wasn't willing to accept who he was mm-hmm. at the time he was. I was mm. ready for him to be more mature. He was older than me, but he was still an undergrad. So it was like... I'm ready for you to be paying all the bills and doing all these things and stuff that I saw my dad do. Right. And I was very unyielding. I was like, okay, well, I work three jobs. Why aren't you working? Mm. Well, because you're a full-time student. You're trying to get your bachelor's degree. So you had unrealistic expectations. Oh, honey, did I? <laughs> I was like, this is going to be perfect. Mm. So we ended up divorcing. Um, we divorced two years later. Mm-hmm. So when I got out here to California, that's when I lived on the East Coast. I got out here to California and I was like... I am going to date around and I am a serial monogamous. So, so am I. So dating around is not even a concept Same I truly here. understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I say it, I guess, to make myself feel better. So I get out <laughs> here and then get into another relationship mm-hmm. for a year and a half, almost two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? 2020 is finally here. I am going to do this for myself. I'm going to date and I'm going to get on these dating websites. And I get on a dating website and I meet Leon. And he's like, you know, something about you. And I'm like, boy, I done heard that so many times. You playing. And he was like, you know, very, something about him was different. I know mm-hmm. people say that, but it was, he was very patient. I know you've been on Plenty of Fish. You know, mm-hmm. people will be very quick to be like, hello, can I come to your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> right. And he took his time. The messages were very kind. They were very considerate. Um, he stayed very almost professional in the messages. Mm. So it seemed personable, mm-hmm. but respectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing about Eraldo. Exactly. So it was like, okay, you know what? And I had to offer my number to him. Like he didn't, he asked for it, but he asked for it. Like, I would love to talk to you sometimes when we're not online. <laughs> and I was like, well, does that mean you want my number? Like, is that what you're trying to ask me without, you know, being like imposing? So give him my number. And we both agreed that, like, something we wanted was to have serious relationships. But I told him, I'm never getting married again. I've done mm-hmm. it once. I'm not doing it again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. And I was like, but I'm open to dating. And I told him, I am dating. You are not the only person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's fine. No worries. 
So we start talking and it grows from good morning, beautiful text and how are you, honey text to we are on the phone all the time to mm-hmm. we are on FaceTime all day long. Mm-hmm. And when I say all day, I mean, he got up at work at six. He know I got, he, he got up at work at like five something till he could be at work at six. Mm-hmm. He knew I got up at six 30. So I could be ready to go to work. He would call me at six 45, which is usually after I've gotten up and out of bed, gotten out of the shower. And we would be on FaceTime from six 45 AM mm-hmm. until 11 PM. We would get off of FaceTime charge our devices and call each other back and fall asleep on FaceTime. He was wearing you down. He, oh, that's wearing he was me. He was, he was like, okay, you dating around. All right. Oh, sure you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure you are. <laughs> and I want to say from the time we started talking until he asked, and this is the midst of a pandemic. So let me put that out there. So okay. this is March of 2020. Mm-hmm. So pandemic has just started. People are being sent home from their jobs. People are losing their jobs. People cannot see each other face to face. And this man is like, I just want to see you all the time on FaceTime, all the time. Like we sleep on FaceTime together. Mm-hmm. And in April, he was like, listen, I know we have not met face to face because COVID is real. We don't know what this looks like, mm-hmm. but I want, I want you, I want you. Will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I ain't doing that now. So sure. <laughs> and then we meet in May. We finally end up meeting in May mm-hmm. and we end up getting engaged in August. Okay. So he was like, now that I have, in August of the same year. So we finally meet in person in May of 2020. We get engaged in August of 2020. Oh, okay. That was pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't know why I said yes. I'm glad I did. But at the time I was like, I'm never getting married. I'm not doing this. Ah. So when he proposed, I was like, you know what? Forever fiancés. I love it. Uh. We'll just be together as fiancés forever. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting married the following April on our anniversary. So we had been dating for a year, mm-hmm. gotten married the year to the date that we had started dating. Mm. And this past April makes our one year anniversary. Okay. So now we've been dating for two years, been married for a year. Um, and it is the craziest thing I've ever done, mm-hmm. but the best thing I've ever done. I totally understand. I did not know. And again, no shade to my ex-husband, but I didn't know that marriage could be this easy. Like people tell you the first year, the first year is the hardest year. Uh, I mean, I guess no shade to anybody who's, who's was challenging Mm -hmm. for me. It felt like March of this year rolled up and we were like, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. We're about to be married for a year. Like it surprised us because it flew by. Let me ask you this. How long were you married before? Two years. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I got married in 2016 Mm -hmm. um, and got divorced in 2018. So what are some differences you see in yourself from that marriage in this one? I don't think my husband would agree. Uh, I don't think Lee would agree, but I feel like I'm more compromising. And I think it's also he wouldn't agree because he doesn't know the 2016 <laughs> Right, right. Um, but I'm definitely more compromising. Mm-hmm. And I recognize one of the things that I will say my, um, my previous mother-in-law told me, and I, I take it to heart, I tell everybody, mm-hmm. if, you, if you can't be with this person, if they were like this for the rest of their life, right? So if the person you meet never gets any better, they never get any worse, mm-hmm. then the moment you meet them, if you're not okay with that, then you do not need to marry them. Because you can't guarantee someone's going to change. You can't force change. You don't know what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to be this exact same way from here to infinity, mm-hmm. and you can't stand how this is, mm-hmm. don't marry them. I like that. And it was something that I realized that as much as I loved my ex-husband, and and again, we're actually friends now, so it's great. Mm -hmm. But if I had known that when we got married, we would not have gotten married. 
I had expectations of him to change. Mm, mm -hmm. He was going to be something different. Mm -hmm. I think fast forwarding to marriage now with Lee, I had no expectations of him to change. I pray that he's growing Mm -hmm. and I pray that, you know, the similar prayer I pray is God, please make me the wife my husband needs me to be, Mm -hmm. the mom my children need me to be, the sister and the friends that my my family and my friends need me to be. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's growth in that and it's about me. But then I also pray the same prayer for my husband. Please make him the husband that I need him to be because there's needs that I have that I don't even know I have. Right. 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 So make him the husband I need him to be, the father my our children need him to be, the friend and, and son that his mm. family. So I pray that prayer. So the prayer is, God, you change him however the change needs to happen. Okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah. And before it was very poignant. I want you to change this way. So I've become more compromising and I've come to realize that I can't change anybody. All I can do is love him. I had that issue in the beginning of our marriage with Al. Um, I don't think I was trying to change him. I knew that he was um, going to grow from the pe- from the place that we met. Okay. It wasn't at the pace. Oh, yes, absolutely. That I, I mean, it was at a snail's pace. It was like watching the earth turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's slow. It was like watching the earth turn. But um, going into our sixth year and I look at where we are now from where we've been, he has made, I mean, huge changes um, personally. And he's a, he told me when we got married, he was like, you know, I'm going to do my best to be the best man I can be for you. Okay. And he has kept that promise. He has kept that promise. And, I, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, that doesn't mean that he still doesn't do little things that get on my nerve. Of course. Every now and then. There are some days when I just... I don't want to be bothered at all. I, at all. Like, but I, it's all. like I want you a. I want you around, but don't yeah. talk to me. Don't, don't like, talk I, just, to I me. want your presence nearby. Mm-hmm. I want to know that you're here. Mm-hmm. I don't actually want the interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I, I think it, I think it's really good that you recognize that you weren't um, that you weren't compromising in your first relationship but you see where you're growing in that area now absolutely and it'll make your life a lot easier now i'm not saying of course compromise on your core beliefs of course which not. i you're a very strong personality i don't see that happening <laughs> anyway but i mean it, it, it you have to realize that you're bringing however many years of your life however many years of his life together right. and you guys were raised separately and you're bringing all these new traditions together absolutely and meshing them is work it's absolute so i was like you when we first got married oh god girl i was so naive i told my husband i was like they say loving they say uh, marriage is hard work but it's so easy loving you (laughs) he's been married before also i have not been married okay so when he said that that's him now when he said that he was like girl it's gonna be days when i'm gonna be sick of you and you're gonna be sick of me and i was like yeah never absolutely and then we got married and i was you know being particular about how i like things he called he called me, excuse me, he was, he called me anal. Mm. Girl, I thought he called me an a-hole. Nobody had ever called me that before. I don't even think I used it in a sentence. I heard it, but not towards me. So he called me anal and girl, like, the, <laughs> I was so upset. And he was like, no, it just means you're really particular. And I was like, oh, well, yes, I'm anal. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Put it on my forehead because yes. I like stuff how I like it. But, um. But it's part of growing. It is right? very much a part when of growing. When you have spent, for me, my family, I feel like my parents raised a very independent child. That right? was my next question. So my next question yeah. was, what examples of marriage did you have growing up? Oh, so my parents have been married. I'm going to lie, y'all. I'm about to lie to y'all. Um, I'm not lying on purpose. I just can't even remember anymore. They've been married almost 40 years. Ooh. So I want to make maybe 38, 39. They're somewhere in that range. Oh almost 40 gosh. years. That's a miracle. That's my a, grandparents that's have been married over 50 years. 
So for me growing up, I had examples of marriage. I had a lot of examples of sacrifice because my dad was in the military. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of sacrifice he gave for us. And he has three daughters. So Mm -hmm. you're always sacrificing. Mm -hmm. You got nothing but girls. Mm -hmm. And as I saw them grow up, I think one of the things was, especially because my dad was military, my mom raised us to be very independent Mm -hmm. because she was very independent. You had to be, you know, he's on a nine month appointment. You're going to sit around and just wait for your husband to get back to mow the lawn. What you going to do? Mm-hmm. Right. You you got stuff that has to get done and someone has to do it. So seeing that growing up and being taught that somebody has to do it and that somebody is you mm-hmm. presented a huge challenge for me getting married. It's still a challenge. Mm-hmm. I have a challenging time. I'm not going to say it's difficult. It's a challenge. I have a challenging time depending on my husband for no reason of his own. It's nothing he's ever done. It's not that he is not dependable. It is that I am so independent that I don't depend on anybody. Mm-hmm. Like even my own daddy, I sometimes depend on my own daddy. Sometimes. Yeah. And even if he couldn't come through, which literally has never happened in my entire life, mm-hmm. I still got it somehow in the background. Oh my goodness. So it's so hard because your husband needs you to depend on him. He needs to be wanted and needed. And it's, a challenge to me sometimes. It is. Because I, I'm like, I, I do need you and I do want you. Mm-hmm. But then there's that small voice that goes, I mean, but I don't need you. <laughs> right? Like, I need you, mm-hmm. wink, wink. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. do I? So so my parents, uh, they were married when they got pregnant with me. Okay. They got divorced when I was three. They got married again oh. when I was 23. Hey, run this back one time. And, and, like they, and they still married now. Okay. So my example, I didn't have an example of marriage through most of my life. Um, but my friend, my parents always were amicable with one another. I could tell that they were always friends. Even if they had little spit spats about, you know, one of them having to buy me a school uniform or yeah. things like this. They always were friends. My dad would never let me say nothing bad about my mom. My mom would never let me say nothing bad about him. They would never say anything bad about one another. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, outside of each other's presence to me. A plus so, co-parenting. Yeah, I like it. Hey, hey, praise the Lord. They did something because they back together. <laughs> so that was, um, I always saw a good friendship between my parents and, and you know, a good cohesiveness when it came to me. And so um, my dad's mom, my grandmother, she passed away and my dad has one other sister. But other than that, there wasn't too many people to help with that whole situation. And so my mom stepped in and, you know, helped him during that time. And they grew closer during that time. And, and that's when they kind of rekindled whatever fire was there. And then my mama came to me one day and she's like, what you think about me and daddy getting back together? And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Girl, do you? No, I was like, heard it all before. When it it happens, whatever. We'll talk about it. Then all of a sudden we should wedding shopping. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, so this was real. Okay. So then they got married and they've been married, I think coming up on it, it was, I was 23. I'll be so old in a couple. <laughs> and so it's been at least 18 years now nice. that they've been remarried. Wow. So, um, yeah. So that, that's my, been my example of So marriage. sometimes it can be the right person, just not the right time. Not the right time. Okay. I'm not the right time. They were it. both, from the stories that I've heard, they were both um, very young and immature. They were in their 20s. But they were young and immature. There was a lot of personal issues between the both of them that they needed to just kind of grow from mm-hmm. and, and just evolve out of. And then when they came back together, they've been to, they and then, don't get me wrong, even though they got married uh, at an older age, they still had 
new marriage issues. Absolutely. They still had, like, it was watching them get through them. They've been together 18 years, and I've seen the ups and downs. I've seen my mom be sick of my dad, my dad be sick of my mom. Absolutely. And they're still sticking it out. So that's that was to them. Some of my, uh, some of my, uh, Examples, examples of, of marriage. marriage. That's Let amazing. So, what was your proposal like? Mm. So, our proposal, <laughs> our proposal is a little weird because I don't feel like people talk about like the, the romance of the proposal, mm. but because Lee was wearing me down, wearing me down, <laughs> child. We talked about the realness of relationships early on. Like okay. that was something we started talking about. Maybe a month after we started dating that it was like, he didn't want to date for fun. He, he was looking for a wife. He wants to do X, Y, and Z. So I want to say maybe two months into actually dating, mm-hmm. he was saying things like I'd marry you tomorrow. Um, he would, I'd make him breakfast if he came over or something, mm-hmm. be cooking. And he'd be like, girl, these grits so far, you want to be my wife. <laughs> like it would be something so simple and so kind of simplistic, mm-hmm. but it was constant. So for us, it was like when he finally proposed, it wasn't all the razzle-dazzle. It was razzle-dazzle in my heart, mm-hmm. but it wasn't all the external razzle-dazzle. It was, I've been telling you this, and even though I may be saying it in different situations, mm-hmm. I've been saying it from my heart. Ah, uh, yeah. I Aww. want to be with you. Aww, yeah. I want us to be together. Mm-hmm. Will you marry me? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yes. Like, <laughs> before he could even get it out, I was like, of course I will. Um, because I, I, even though I know I didn't want to be married again, I knew I wanted to be with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would say it probably wasn't until a couple months after we got engaged. I was like, maybe you do want to be married again. Mm-hmm. But I knew when he asked, I wanted to be with him. Oh my gosh. So mine, mine wasn't as, as fancy, but what, girl, where yeah. are you at? Girl, it's better than mine. <laughs> That's a cute story. That's a real cute story. So mine, we were on the phone. So Iraldo lived here. And I was in the Bay Area. Okay. So we did long distance Ooh. for for the whole time because I have previously lived with someone else and that did not work out. Whole nother episode. He had been married before. So we both agreed. We, are, we, we both knew coming into a relationship, we're not going to be living with each other. Okay. Not before nothing because we've both been through traumatic stuff. And so um, we did the long distance thing. So we were on the phone all the time. And one night we were on the phone and he said out of nowhere, he was like, you know what? I'm jealous of you. And I was like, why? He was like, because this is going to be your first time. And I'm like, my first time what? He was like, yeah, will you marry me? Oh, my. Oh, my. And I was like, and I was on the phone. I was like, wait a minute. Did you just propose? So in a matter of seconds, my mind went into slow motion. And all these thoughts went through my head. Because I didn't want to leave him hanging too long. Mm -hmm. There was a pause long enough for him to realize I was shocked. But in that moment, I was thinking, this ain't how I wanted my proposal to be. Right. Is he serious? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to tell him no, because that might hit his ego. And I know I'm like you. I know I want to be with you, but this ain't how I want it. Right. And, you know, I'm one of them. I am my only child. Most people will call me spoiled, but I spoil myself. Okay. But I get the things I want. Absolutely. That wasn't the fo- foes no, that I want. I want the razzle-dazzle. I want the sparklers and the fireworks and all that But, stuff. again, I had to push my, my shallow self down. Okay. And I said, are you serious? And he was like, yeah. He was like, this is going to be your first time. And I hadn't realized he was talking about because he had been married. been married before. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah. And then when I hung up the phone, I said, you know what? I ain't going to get too excited. I was like, because I'm like you. When I, <laughs> when I see a ring, <laughs> it will be real. But let's, let's get to the future first. And, um, you know, I said, I'm not telling nobody because, you know, I don't, I, 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 I like you. I love mm-hmm. you. But I'm not at that stage where if you 
ask through Daisy, I can still walk. I can still leave. Walk the other way. I still got places so, to go. So, um, again, yeah, I went the whole, I, I think I waited two weeks and I told my cousin that I was engaged. She was like, seriously? I was like, yeah. And um, I still didn't have a ring and I wasn't tripping off of that. I mean, my heart knew that it was it was real. Yeah. Um, but my ego wanted my ring. Of course. <laughs> Eventually, um, I did get the ring mm-hmm. and it was real. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we're getting married. Yeah. I think that's where we talk about like the difference between reality and like the fantasy. Woo, I was, and I'm a, not I saying, was in the fantasy girl. Listen, and I'm not saying people don't deserve the fantasy. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. we didn't deserve a fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we, especially now when you have TikTok and Instagram, mm-hmm. it normalizes these gigantic gestures, which again, it's absolutely okay. Yes. Right? I uh-huh. mean, kudos. I cry for them. I clap for That's them. So I good. love and like the post. That's like, so good. the whole night, I'm so happy for you from a genuine place mm-hmm. when you have these huge gestures. Mm-hmm. But it's also okay if it's okay with you. Mm hmm. To have a gesture that's not as large when it's still something from your heart. Absolutely. So I think when we talk about that, it's like everybody's like, oh, and he had these big marquee letters. Do you know how much those marquee letters cost, by the way? No, I don't. So those gigantic (laughs) ones that they have on the beach that like spell out marry me with the lights. Yeah. They're like $100 a letter. Yeah. A letter. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. And I'm like, do you nope. know how many letters are in Mary Me? You know, I got this flashlight what? and this construction paper, baby, <laughs> and we're going to go flicker it and it will be. Okay, well, we're back from that unsolicited break. We're learning how this whole podcast thing works. And it's an interesting um, process. We're going to take a quick left turn here. I think we've gotten through a lot of. Um, reality versus um, fairy tale yes. in marriage and what we kind of re- found out um, with a crash course when it comes to getting married and being proposed to and family life. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to talk about how you and I met. Yes. So um, Bianca and I, actually we were in Bible study and our pastor introduced us. Amazing. And it was just like, I I remember saying, I like her. I remember that. I, and not just your side, but I remember him saying, you know, join this Bible study. I do this Bible study with this young lady named Miss Georgia. And I, I think I think you might like her. And I remember thinking to myself, you don't know me. Because even though I can talk and project, you know this by mm-hmm. now. I am an introvert. Very much. So when people are like, you love this person, I'm always like, this sounds a little suspect. Because are they an introvert? Are they extrovert? Are we actually going to get along? Extroverted introvert, which I think you are. I am. You are extroverted in safe spaces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So am I. And so we um, we ventured off from our Bible studies and we started talking together on the phone and texting and having fun gifs and emojis and the text <laughs> messages. And I was like, I like hers. And she was like, I like mine. And we just kind of clicked. And so um, I like to listen to a lot of different podcasts. And I was thinking, you know, since we're both newly married, um, we married these men that go to the same church and that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we start um, a support group podcast? No, <laughs> this is not a support group. But uh, why don't we, To, to I, me personally, I'm going to be 100% honest. Because I don't uh, talk to many people um, and get to vent these stories and these things. I need an outlet. I would like an outlet. Mm-hmm. And Bianca felt like a safe place. Oh. And so um, I also felt like there are other women, young married women, even intermediately married women, um, who need a safe space to vent and relate. Like we mentioned in the earlier in the right. uh, broadcast. And um, this was a fun way to interact with someone in person, Absolutely. Bianca in person, rather than online or on social media. 
Um, or and the just one time in church. Mm-hmm, and just build a genuine friendship. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I feel the exact same way. I think one of the things that I found hard both times I've been married is making married friends. We talked about that marriage mm-hmm. abandonment, right? So mm-hmm. it seems like, it felt like to me, a lot of your friends, if, they, if they're if they not married or in really seriously committed relationships, mm-hmm. once you say I do, they're, they're, there's this assumption that you no longer want to hang out, you don't want to go nowhere, and you I guess you can't because you're married. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I may be married to someone, but I still want to go out and enjoy myself and be with people. And one of the things I remember Lee and I talking about very early on is because we both can be very introverted. We both work from home. Mm-hmm, we spend too. a ton of time together, which I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't leave a lot of time to foster other relationships because we yeah. end up just confiding and resorting to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, you know, I would really like to make some married friends. And he, his first response was, why? And I'm like, baby, because it can't be just us all the time. I'm like, well, I'm married to you. Like, we're friends. And I was like, it can't be us all the time. So meeting you felt so amazing because it was like, here's someone else who I feel like I can confide in and I can talk and have these real conversations Mm -hmm. about the real challenges of marriage. Be, and, and it's non-judgmental, mm-hmm. but it's also someone who understands because it's hard to talk to and, and no shade to the single ladies that are out there who are in waiting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're married, it is hard to have a conversation with someone who is single or in waiting mm-hmm. because they don't they haven't right. seen those challenges head on. You may understand them, right? Mm-hmm. So you may understand, yes, talking about finances is challenging. You may understand that as a concept, mm-hmm. but you don't know just how challenging it is when your finances rely on someone else's finances. Ooh, Right. That is an experience that is very different from going, are we going to share bank accounts to we already share bank accounts and you playing with our money? Mm -hmm. Right. That's very different. There's an essence of marriage that only married people understand, you know, and then to add another element, when you are married and you're in, you're, you're trying to work towards a a godly marriage and a Mm -hmm. good marriage that puts another level. It absolutely does. And there's an essence of that, that certain people, certain, even certain relationships, single people, whatever, just don't understand. So when you find that it's like, okay, let's, let's create this community. Yeah. Um, and And it's unintentional because I think people think that like the marriage club is trying to guard something. Like we don't want to tell you how it's like, no, it's not a guard. It's, it's similar to, it's hard to tell an incoming freshman what it's like to be a senior in college. Right. They have to experience those things. It's right. hard to tell someone who doesn't have any kids mm-hmm. just how challenging it can be day to day to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, it's the relation there, it doesn't happen. The connection doesn't happen. It's like, yeah, I can get how tired you might be, mm-hmm. but you don't really understand how tired I am until you got four people running around the house calling your name at the same time, right? So I think people think that we're trying to guard, but we're really not. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just something that has to be experienced to really understand the level of depth that's there mm-hmm. and trying to make friends who are godly, who are trying to pursue a godly marriage. It's even harder than just trying to make married friends. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> that part. Um, so overall, I am I am very happy that we're doing this podcast. I'm happy to be doing it with you. Oh, me too. And um, overall, what we plan to do with this podcast is to bring some topics to the table that maybe we go through on a weekly or monthly basis, however we decide to push this podcast out. Um, we'll also, um, we're not going to do too much current events, but if there's something, some type of relational topic that is in um, current news or popular news, we might talk about it just for the sake of giving our perspective on it. Absolutely. And, um, and things like that. And again, if you want to write into us, our uh, email is housemarriedlife22 
at gmail.com. You can write to us there. Um, we don't have an IG page yet, but that will be coming. Mm-hmm. And um, we would love to hear from you. And you can ask us questions or give us scenarios and we can give you our thoughts. Again, we are not professional, but we will give you the best. We will give you advice, that the same advice that we would give our friends. Yeah. Same so advice when- I would give to Georgia is the same thing that I would give to you guys. And the other piece, too, is I would love to hear your perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if you just want to share your perspective and you're OK with it being shared during the podcast, Let's hear that too, because remember, these are just two people's perspectives on their relationship Mm -hmm. and how marriage is working for them. This is not at all inclusive of how newly married couples feel or how everybody feels this way. This is just the two of us being able to say we relate to each other Mm -hmm. and hopefully some other people can relate to us. Absolutely. And you can always comment on something that you've heard us say, if you agree with it or if you disagree with it or why, just always please be respectful. Please be respectful because it's all opinions. This This is not anything that's documented. We said multiple times we are not professionals this is just us speaking from our perspective on our own marriages um and our own experiences but yeah if you disagree with something if you think that hey maybe i've had 10 years in the game and i can offer the two of you guys a little bit of advice (laughs) throw it out there let us know maybe it's something we can offer to other people who listen to the podcast as well and we can all grow together all righty so with that said we're going to end this podcast this was a great first episode it was a great first episode and um yeah, I'm going to get out of here before I get too many ums in. So thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.